Well, can you believe it? It's over already. <laughs> Gold flies, time to say goodbye. Is oil really spoiled? Long timers clocking in. And yes, Spring Festival is all but over. Thursday, January 26, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky, folks. Hope you are doing well. And uh, yeah, I can't. Eesh, wow, really? Is that week over already? Spring Festival, done. It's over. It's gone. The Spring Festival 2023, regardless of whether or not you actually got everything done that you wanted to get done, whether or not you woke up on time or are going to bed any earlier, uh, whether or not you drank or did not drink, drink, it's over. It's done. And now it's time to get back to work. I don't know if the schools went back today. Today's Thursday. Or if they're going to go back tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Saturday uh, that they'll go back to bed. Uh, not back to bed. No, I wouldn't mind. Uh, but uh, back to school because um, they are only getting a week off in exchange for a longer summer holiday later on in the year. So uh, not entirely sure. Ooh, and Hong Kong. Oh, this is going to happen, right? Okay, so this is kind of a, a bit of a um, a swerve to my day, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I better make note of that, or else I will forget. Uh, all right, so gold. What the WTF? So for um, uh, for you folks who don't really follow the markets as much, although maybe you follow this podcast to get your updates on the markets. Um, the markets have been kind of tanking as of late. The North American markets have been rolling over. Uh, the Chinese Chinese mainland is closed for the week. Uh, up and uh, so next Monday they start again. Hong Kong reopened today. Uh, apparently it did okay, uh, but um, gold stocks and gold have been doing really well. Now I've mentioned before one of the things about gold doing well and same with uh, the other commodities is that it's they are often heavily tied to the U.S. dollar. So if the U.S. dollar goes down, gold and other commodities typically go up. Uh, and same with like the euro will go up, the British pound, uh, the Chinese yuan will go up in contrast to the U.S. dollar going down. That's typically how it works. It's very normal. Now, gold has reached a point where it's you're kind of going... Although it's in a seasonal favorable period up until the, oh, I don't know, end of January, hello right now, or maybe middle of February, we're getting to a point where we're seeing uh, it might be stretched a little bit at this point. And what's going to happen once the markets in the mainland reopen on Monday? Where's the volatility going to be? Is it going to be going up or is it going to be going down it's the big question mark i'm sure a lot of people are just placing their bets all over the place Uh, whether or not monday's open on the mainland will be like the i suspect it'll be a surge to the upwards uh mainly not not because like chinese people are any more optimistic about their economy but because foreign money foreign funds are going to be buying china don't ask me why don't ask me like, well, what do they see? I don't know. But usually us small people, us little people, us, us no money people who, you know, just have us paycheck people. We'll get the news. We will find out why in about six months time. It's like, ah, oh, that's why the mark. 
That's why it was a good time to buy six months ago. Well, now the market's too high, right? Can't buy now. We've got to wait for a better price. When? When do you actually buy? This is part of the stock market sort of um, issue, thing, uh, skill, uh, pastime, hobby. I don't know. What do you call it? It comes down to you being able to stay in the market longer than the market can shake you up. The market's going to be there anyway. It's just a, it's a, just a trading mechanism. It's a, a massive Kickstarter campaign. I've mentioned this before. This is The stock market doesn't care which way it goes. It's going to go anyway because the stock market's only a collective agreement of what the current price for something is. That's it. You can't even, you can't put any morality on it, any ethics, any ethnicity, nothing. It's just the market is your market. It, it's the market. You go there and you sell something and people are say, well, it's worth this. I'll buy it for this today. And you're like, well, no. Someone else goes, okay, I'll take it for that price. Someone else comes along and says, well, phew, this other guy's, uh, there's a, there's, you have a competitor. He, he's saying that he'll give me 10 cents cheaper. So I'm going to go buy, you know, a thousand of those. You say, well, okay, fine. If you if you buy over there, uh, then I'll just lower my my price by ten cents, and so on and so on it goes. That, that's your market. If you've traveled the world, and I know many of you who are listening have traveled the world, you go to any open air market in the world, it's the same thing. The the only difference with um, like the stock market, as we know it, is that a lot of the channels go through. A couple of places around the world. The big financial markets, not the big produce markets. New York, London, Tokyo, Shanghai, or Hong Kong. Depends on who you kind of want to give credence to there. Even Johannesburg, big market, commodity market. So, anyway, gold, whether or not it's going to keep on going up from here, it is sort of hitting an overbought territory on the charts. Usually, a time I start pulling back. And, um, I mean, if you are a subscriber of gold or if you're a subscriber to the idea of buying gold, maybe you don't subscribe to gold itself because gold doesn't care who you are either. Um, maybe time to look at those charts and see, well, is it time to add to the position? Time to not add to the position. So, um, and yeah, so all that. Just thinking a year ahead now with, uh, taxes, um, I guess it's not tax season exactly, but let's put it this way. Every day is tax season. Every day is a tax day. Because if you are watching your finances and you are watching what's happening with your money or your stocks or investments, and investments don't have to be just stocks. It could be anything. It could be your, your I don't know, coin collection, your, uh, your Pokemon card collection, your... Um, HSK textbook collection. I mean, it could be a, an investment of sorts, right? Uh, so even your education, right? How much are you paying for um, education today compared to what it was before? Uh, and what will you pay in the future? So yeah, uh, taking a look, uh, it is, I mean, we're nearing the end of January. One thing that uh, you should be doing and one thing I've been doing over the last uh, little while is taking stock of uh, portfolios as they were 
for the last couple of weeks, at the end of 2022 in particular, if you didn't do that, I'm not sure if I reminded you guys, but typically at the end of every year, I take a snapshot of the portfolio uh, just to make sure I have a record of things as they stood uh, when the year closed out, just for my own memory. Because again, any trades within the year are taxable. You cannot avoid that. If you sell two, if you sell your stocks in mid-January and go, no, 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 I wanted those to be for my 2022 year, the taxman goes, okay, no problem. We'll just put it on this year. <laughs> You're going, but no, 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 last year. Sure, uh, we'll put it on this year. They, they don't disagree with the taxability of what happens. They just do whatever is according to the, the law that sadly is sort of... um made up to uh, favor a lot of the, the tax man, the, uh, the federal funding organization, also known as your tax man. So take a look at it, uh, do your finances. Uh, I think here in China, the tax deadline is mid-June. Uh, it's not the end of May, I think it's the end of June. And you can get that, your taxes and your income tax uh, in at any time. File your taxes, uh, de- determine how much tax you paid throughout the last year. Typically, um, I'm not sure how it is for Chinese people, but for us foreigners, given that we are claiming a lot of our uh, apartment rentals as, uh, it's not taxable, it's tax deductible. So you want to take a look at that. If you have any dependents, uh, whether it's children or uh, elders, like your, your your parents, if you're helping take care of them, and keep in mind, this, this stretches to in-laws. So if they're living with you and you are you are either paying rent or you are directly contributing to their well-being, uh, you can claim a certain amount on your uh, mainland Chinese taxes as well. There are other special deductions uh, if you are a university student. So if you're going to school, uh, you can also claim a deduction there. And typically this amounts to you um, having a refund of sorts. And they're pretty they're pretty quick. It's pretty automatic as well. It's all done online. Uh, there's no paper, paper uh, filing at all. So it's uh, they've made it quite easy. It's also very simplistic. And if you have deductions outside of that, good luck. This is all for personal income, individual income tax. This is not business income tax. So if you're running a business here, no idea. I'm not even sure if there are income income taxes. That would be a great question to ask, ask these uh, uh, businesses. Do you guys actually file income taxes? They probably don't want to answer that question. I'm going to tell you the truth. All right. Oil. Ah, oh, this one gets me. Ah, man, if there's ever a, um, a topic that just... Gets people riled up. It's the topic of oil, renewables, and um, all that like. Now, the, the whole push towards the electrification of, of vehicles. This is it's kind of interesting to hear this argument. You know, how a lot of uh, people say, well, we, you know, nuclear is bad. Uh, oil is terrible. It's killing our planet. And we're all going to be dead in 10 years. We're all going to die. 10 years from now, we're all dead. You know, we, we need electric vehicles. And I've pointed to sort of the issue with going to the electrification, the EVification of vehicles, because uh, this was sort of talked about. This was, main, this was made mainstream on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of weeks ago when this guy was talking about how cobalt mines in, was it uh, Zimbabwe or where in, in parts of, no, in the Congo and in other parts of Africa, are done by people who are getting paid like a pittance to go dig this, I guess you could call it a lethal metal, a lethal uh, product, commodity from the earth. 
they're not getting fairly compensated, although you could argue what is fair compensation, and isn't that relative to where you are located, um, given the availability of products and services and people available to do those or perform those products or services? Uh, is EV as clean as people say it is, and as ethical as people want to believe that it is. It's like organic farming. I and mean, if you ever want to go talk, if you ever want to hear the real story about organic farming, um, go, go talk to any traditional farmer, and they will give you an earful of what organic farming is. Organic farming, these guys, it's organic. They don't put any pesticides on the... Uh, or maybe they don't put as much. Okay, keep in mind there's a there's a federal classification typically of what the threshold is on how much junk, how much fertilizer, how much pesticides, insecticides you're allowed to put on before it's classified as not being organic anymore. So that, that that's just one thing. The other thing which organics don't talk about is in traditional farmers will be only so happy to explain to you and show you you can watch, I mean, the organic farmers might not look at it this way, but the traditional farmers will go, well, but you put on less pesticides, but if you're going to go by the environmental argument and the whole EVification and like carbon uh, using fossil fuels is bad, that guy over there in that tractor, his farm is organic. He has used his tractor three times today to go over that same field. I have used my tractor once today, so I've burned less fuel. I've put on possibly more pesticides or more insecticides or more fertilizer, but only I've only had to go over the, the crop once. Which is worse? Is it the accumulation of the pesticides and uh, insecticides, the, uh, the sides on the crop, or is it the carbon going up into the air because of the tractors? And I mean, these tractors are not like horrible uh, fossil fuel spewing beasts. They're a lot more efficient than they were before. <laughs> Go talk to a farmer about what their tractors require in order to be compliant with the uh, the uh, the environmental laws. And they'll be like, yeah, now I have to put this little dibbit of whatever stuff into the engine so it doesn't, you have to buy this grade of uh, fuel because if you don't, then it's considered not, uh, you know, the, the fuel has to be combusted in a certain way, and it requires a, uh, what do they do? Is there another chamber inside of the tractor? I, I'm going to get this wrong, because it, it, I, mean, I don't know the innards of a tractor, but the way that the tractors combust or they burn fuel today is a lot cleaner than how they did it even a generation ago, 30 years ago. They've, they've modified the way that these engines actually work, how, how, they, how they combust. The result being that there's there's less emissions into the air from modern tractors than there were 30 years ago. So if a tractor goes over a field one time, putting on more of the isides, or if a tractor puts on less isides, but goes over the same field three times, which one is better? And which one gets the finger pointed at, right? So there's your organics. Going back to the oil and the EVs. There's one argument that people seem to be kind of skipping over that oil and oil products aren't just the fuel of the car. That's one part of it. That's the part that keeps on, 
you, you kind of see the most of because you have to go do it so often. You have to go refill your car. You s- smell or see the smog in the big cities, and that's the number that gets the headlines. But what kind of tires are you going to be driving? You're not going to be driving electric tires. You're not going to be driving electric seats. I mean, your seats can be electrified. Ooh, what a hot seat you got in there. What about the body of the car, right? What about the shoes that are sitting inside of the car, right? Steering wheel, what, what, the in, inside the interior of the car, is that what, what's that made of? Plastic, typically, which is made of oil products. So, very easy to skip over that entire argument of, like, you know, gas is bad, petrol is bad, oil is bad, we're all going to die, we have 10 years left, and then we're all dead. I can't help but wonder. Maybe this is all because I've been reading this Richard Dawkins book, The God Delusion, which I kind of, I'm seeing his argument for, you know, being an atheist. At the same time, I'm going, but if the argument is that we can't scientifically prove it, does that mean that our science just isn't good enough, right? Going with we'll talk we can talk about that another time but with the oil going um mother nature the the world the universe has been here a very 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 long time and i get these doomsdayer doomsayers are the ones who are saying well but this time is different this time we might know of ancient civilizations that have died before because of nuclear catastrophe or like oil spoilage and we all gonna die they they balance, they bang home this point that we're all going to die very soon, very quickly. I just don't know. I mean, think back 10 years ago. What was the hype 10 years ago? Did that ever happen? What about 20, 23 years ago back in uh, the Y2K? Did that happen? Planes didn't fall out of the sky. Not in the year 2000. I mean, they crashed into a couple of buildings in the year 2001. And that caused some changes. But that wasn't because of the computers. wasn't because of the numbers. It wasn't the hype that people thought it was going to be. Where do you stand on the oil argument? Are we all going to die because of oil in 10 years? Or is it that we're going to go back to reading newspapers because it's cheaper than the electrification of things? Long timers clocking in. So just received word that another another guy, at least one more uh, person, is uh, departing the current company. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to stay in China to tell you the truth, but uh, he's on his way out, which kind of surprised me because I remember talking to him at least a couple years ago about how he wanted a couple more years to sort of buffer up his uh, his retirement. And the law, as it is in China, at the age of 60, you are forced to retire as, as a man. Um, women, I think, are 55. Men are 60. They might have changed those numbers by a couple years, plus or minus, probably to the upside. So... Um, since I think if you ever if you have a green card, you can stay in China. If you're married, then you're sort of set. But if you don't have that arranged already by the time you hit sixty, basically you're done. You will not be able to get another visa to the country. Uh, ageism? <laughs> Much? What do you think? So it was just kind of uh, surprising. Actually, I guess those two years, a couple of years, have elapsed. Uh, and um, that's it. I mean, some, some people are going to move on to the next phase of their life, if you will. 
uh, just not in the present company. They're going to move on to the other companies. Not that there, there are no jobs. If you have a green card, typically what's going to happen uh, once you are quote unquote retired, you pick up piecework. So you're, you become a sessional instructor. You're not given a long-term contract rather than you are given a semester by semester contract which is kind of similar to having a PhD when you are a sessional at university. So it's not, you're kind of like a young man again, always on the verge of unemployment. <laughs> Welcome to old age. Welcome to retirement. There you go. So congratulations. All your experience and knowledge for you, you only get a three-month contract. Hong Kong, what's going on with this? Okay, so... I did not know I was going to go to Hong Kong in April until about six hours ago, maybe seven, when uh, a buddy of mine, a fellow colleague, was like, uh, hey, you want to go to Hong Kong? I'm like, what? <laughs> sure. Are you paying? He's like, no, 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 no. There's a concert going on. So apparently there's a big EDM concert going on at the beginning of April uh, in Hong Kong, and he had a, a, a pre-presale ticket price or whatever. I don't know. Some discount going on the prices on the tickets. And he's like, well, you know, do you, do you want to go? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do want to go. I, it wasn't even like a, so much of a response of like, I'd like to go to a concert. It was more like, yes, I'll go to Hong Kong. And, but then I was thinking, wait a minute. What are the entrance requirements for the mainland? Are the vaccination, requir vaccination requirements required from Hong Kong or are they from outside? I don't know. And I can't find, I, I got to check on the information on this because, I mean, although I was just talking about gold and being retired, I don't want to be forced into gold retirement early uh, because I went to Hong Kong for a weekend and then told I can't come to the, back to the mainland because I'm not vaccinated, right? Yeah, yes, I'm still not vaccinated because, well, <sighs> vaccination and oil arguments. Which which one's more of a hot topic these days? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure. Uh, but uh, so Hong Kong... Um, at least tentatively, we're scheduled to go there for uh, the weekend. I was thinking this might actually be a good time to take some time, get out of Beijing, and I want to go because there's a train that goes from Beijing down to Guangdong or Guangzhou, and I might spend a day or so in Guangzhou, hop on over to Xiangang or Hong Kong, and then maybe another couple more days in uh, Guangzhou and, and stay over in Hong Kong as well. I guess I've never been to Guangzhou. Uh, I hear a lot, of, a lot of things about it. I hear about how it's hot. It's, it's a lot different from the, the northern climes, of course. Um, and, of course, the development from Guangzhou to Hong Kong, very different. <laughs> we're, we're talking generationally different in terms of development. Be nice to see. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, some January tracks, uh, if they weren't posted yesterday, they were posted again today. I have a couple more in the pipeline, uh, today's track I have not finished, so I'll get to that, publish that tomorrow, and we're back to work tomorrow anyway, so apparently people are back to work today, sorry for you guys, but uh, again, not sorry, your choice, partners, <laughs> right on, have a good one folks, uh, show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenshashiga.com, hope you're well out there, enjoying your spring fest for the last couple days of it, and uh, I know it was a quick one because there wasn't, uh, it was a good lead up to it, but the ending is basically, yeah, welcome back. Surprise, it's time to get to work. And with that, we'll talk again. Bye-bye.